0: come in. It's Thursday night. We have Thursday night football. It's not necessarily uh, the best matchup, honestly. Panthers-Texans opened up uh, after we understood the Tyra Taylor news. We're around seven, seven and a half, has moved up to eight in a number of spots. We do have with us Kevin Cole to talk about not only the best bets... Uh, and on perspective from DraftKings, but we also want to talk a little bit about your quarterback rankings because I know you have Tyrod Taylor basically 7th um, overall in your Bayesian quarterback rankings. I want to know how big of a loss is it going to be them moving down uh, to Davis Mills? Do you think that the line is kind of accurately reflecting that drop in player comparison?
1: Yeah, I think it is. I mean, we still have some questions about this Panthers defense, right? I mean, I know they've been the top defense in the NFL from an efficiency perspective so far this season, but they also played Zach Wilson and a little Yolo Jameis came in last week. So we might want to slow our roll on talking (laughs) about them being so great, but they are pressuring, right? They are. They're getting like, I think it's 50, 60% pressure rate this season. Uh, one of the highest ones out there. So that's going to be sticky. And I think it is a problem not having, uh, I still, I still go with Terod Taylor. I'm not sure which one's correct here. Fair Uh, enough. Fair enough. (laughs) I (laughs) was called Thai God, so I was like, I just go with the Thai God at that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it is is weird when you have to go between (laughs) Tarad and Thai God. Name is Tagad. Tagad doesn't really work, though. It doesn't Um, work at all. (laughs) So, so yeah, so he, I mean, he was up there and in, in the quarterback rankings, like you mentioned, he's near the top, but I have a career ranking at the same point, which encompasses their whole career. And that's kind of a more accurate projection of what to expect going forward, but he was still 21st. So if you think about a league of 32 different teams and it was ranking 32 different quarterbacks here, it's still higher than you'd expect because he was bringing the value on the ground because they could run a lot of their different sort of read option plays with him at quarterback and they could do some funky stuff can't really do that with Davis mills. And, you know, mills is a third round quarterback too. So he's not like one of these five first rounders where we're trying to figure out when they're going to be in there and playing. Uh, so there, there's some issues across the board, I would say for the offense here. And I do think it makes a big difference because Taylor could use his legs, not only to pick up first down sometimes where guys might not be open, but to avoid that, that pretty stout and uh, Panthers pass rush.
0: Yeah, definitely. To kind of avoid some of those negative plays, the actual sacks, those sorts of things, I do think that's going to be the big loss for the Texans. The question then becomes, are the Texans still playable at plus eight, being at home on a short week, or do you kind of lean towards something on the total? I know uh, from a our modeling perspective, we kind of like going over 43. It has It is up to 43.5 in certain spots. Do you think there's enough uh, at least variance in some big plays, whether they be turnovers or other situations where we could see this game get over 43?
1: Yeah. Yeah. If I was going to do it, if I was going to go anywhere on this one, it would be over what you like about awful quarterback play sometimes is you can get pick sixes, you can get short fields for the other, for the other team. So I think that's something to take advantage of. And plus Darnold, you know, I, I put out a stat earlier today where he has. Zero snaps trailing this year. And I think he had about three quarters of his snaps where he's been leading. So that'll probably be the case again here, but he hasn't really been tested. He's had a couple of bonehead-ish sort of Darnold plays that Mm -hmm. didn't end up hurting them so far this year. So if we can get one or two of those, that's another way to get some points on the board where you don't have to require this Davis Mills-led offense to be, you know, Putting points up to be moving the ball that that well. If Darnold can give them some short fields on the other side, yeah, definitely. I agree with you, and I mean Davis Mills
0: did have a turnover the play already last week. If that carries forward, we could see a couple of them here coming up on Thursday night. If they end up in the wrong zone, uh, we're going to have some quick scoring opportunities. I definitely agree with you on the forty-three. So we should see. Let's um, let's talk a little bit about some player props, right? We got obviously the Davis Mills aspect could affect. Um, you know, certain pass catchers for the Texans if Brandon Cooks is going to be as heavily utilized and, you know, receive some catchable targets like he has under Tyrod Taylor or not? Or do you kind of like maybe like Davis Mills under over his 220.5 passing yards? Do you think there's a certain side of that you could play at this point?
1: Yeah, it's I mean, I think there's some possibility of going over on these. I mean, I don't like Mills necessarily, but. The thing is, I think they're going to let him pass a decent amount more. So maybe people don't really realize how there could be some upside there. I mean, and now we're going back into like priors before priors, before priors, but mm-hmm. he was a very highly touted prospect going, coming out of high school. So into I know college, maybe, yeah. yeah, maybe that doesn't even matter anymore. I, I might be grasping here. Don't get me wrong. I may be grasping a little bit here, but there could be some more upside than you would see with your typical third round quarterback. And I didn't expect it to come this way, but I remember saying in the off season, that he was pretty likely to get some time this year. So we are seeing it and I think that he, he's a guy, he didn't play a lot uh, in college because of uh, his circumstance, but I, I don't think he's the least polished guy coming out either. There are some Davis Mills stands out there, believe it or yeah, not. So for, for that reason, I think they might turn it over to him. But let's face it, I mean, they got nothing to lose, right? This is a team really with nothing to lose. Uh, hopefully they won't play like a one and one team that thinks they're still in the playoff hunt and they'll let him uh, throw the ball down the field a decent amount.
0: Yeah, definitely. I agree with you. I do think they need to let it rip here, especially on Thursday night. I do think if I'm betting a Davis Mills prop, I lean more toward his passing touchdown number at like a plus 185 price than I would uh, more towards his like passing yards prop, which is between, you know, 220, 215, those sorts of things. I do think if you're hoping for maybe even if there is some garbage time toward the end, obviously, if he throws a pass touchdown early, gets that late one as well, he clears it plus 185. Definitely a decent price to, uh, you know, hit on, not really risking as much as you would with those heavy minus price props that are available as well. So let's talk about maybe some other people, you know, I, I know, you know, Brandon Cook's obviously been heavily involved 5.5 receptions. Are you seeing them kind of developing a connection or do you think we're going to see some ulterior receivers uh, highlighted here on Thursday night?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think there's something like half of the targets with mills went to cooks and he was one of those guys who I liked a lot during the off season because you know, he's quietly produced no matter where he's been right throughout his career. And he's played with some great quarterbacks uh, throughout his career. And then, you know, early golf before golf kind of fell off a cliff. So, so he, he, he had been producing there and he seems to be doing the same here. So I just think if you look at the rest of that receiving core, he is just head and shoulders above anyone else there. You know, Nico Collins was a rookie who was only interesting for the fact that they're so bereft of wide receivers. I mean, he wasn't a high draft pick and he got injured last week. We'll see what his availability is, is for this week. So all of that sort of stuff, I think really points to cooks being the guy and they're going to have to push the ball down the field. So I, I think that's good. I also think, that David Johnson, when you're looking at some of his numbers in this game, maybe if he's playing a lot, since he seems to be there receiving back, um, there might just be check down city going on to him this uh, this game. I mean, I know he has a total, looks like a 39 and a half receiving yards, and that's a yeah. decently high number for a four-headed backfield uh, right. that they have going on there. The dreaded four-headed backfield. Three-headed is like bad enough, right? They got right. an extra head, right. although Burkhead's head is pretty small, I will say, relative to, to the other ones. It always is. It always <laughs> yeah. is uh, so, so, but I still think that Johnson maybe could go over some of those numbers if he's just racking up a lot of catches in this game
0: yeah definitely i mean rushing and receiving 39.5 not the worst of options if he gets like you said a little bit more of that share um, of you know the targets either through the air or on the ground as well so i kind of i don't mind the duke johns play i have one for you here i really want to get your thoughts on sam darnold over 6.5 rushing yards this is kind of a primetime special you don't always get quarterback rushing props on like any given Sunday for a number of teams. So if they're playing in this highlight primetime game, uh, you do get some more offerings. So I kind of like this one. I do recall last year, uh, I think it was week four, basically the Jets were playing the Broncos. Sam Darnold had like an 8.5 rushing yards prop. I think he went for 80 yards that game. He has been running quite a bit the first two games as a Panther as well. I think he had uh, six attempts basically through the last two games, obviously one just last week, five in week one. And he only really, he only had one scramble. So I kind of envisioned them potentially um, him having the opportunity to easily go over 6.5 rushing yards. Is that a spot that you kind of see if the Texans can get any sort of pressure on Darnold here on uh, Thursday night?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I I like that there. I mean, what he's been able to do so far is – just really use Christian McCaffrey all the time. I think McCaffrey's converted yeah. 11 third downs on receptions, which is second only to Travis Kelsey this year. He's just been a monster in those spots. So maybe the Texans will really, really focus in on that. And if they do, um, and they're, and, and, and they have really that focus in the interior when McCaffrey's running those choice routes over the middle, uh, that could judge free up the outside for Donald. And like you said, you don't need a lot, right? right. <laughs> to get to six and need, a half. This is
0: his lowest, yeah, this is his lowest rushing prop number, basically, since before 2020, before we really tracked it uh, consistently with like how we are now at this point. So yeah, this is really low number at this point in time. I'm not sure. I think this might be a mispriced spot. Uh, We could see it rise here throughout the day, but I do kind of like it basically all the way up to like 9.5 at that point in time. So we will see how much it moves here on Thursday. Uh, But let's talk about some more, Kevin. Give me maybe one or two of your favorite player props you got coming up here on Thursday.
1: Yeah. I mean, you mentioned a lot of the stuff here, but like I said, the the David Johnson uh, looking at him going over in a bunch of these, I also think maybe these other running backs, whether it's uh, Ingram or Lindsay might get a little bit more involved catching the ball than we've seen because For Taylor, when he's in the game, right, he's just not going to pass it to a running back on first or second down. They're either going to be in there to run the ball or they're going to be in there uh, doing some pass blocking. And then Taylor's going to go ahead and use and use his legs and run around himself. So maybe those guys could even get a catch or two, because if you look at some of the running back uh, receiving props, they're just so tiny. For for Ingram, I think if the receiving yards is only three and a half on here. So it's like again, you don't need a whole lot there for Ingram to get over that type of number. Week 2 of football is in the books, and now it's time to review
0: the tape and get ready for week 3 with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Listen up, because you don't want to miss this. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any week 3 game to receive $150 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with the Daily Fantasy Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code PFF this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, min $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details gambling problem called 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana 1-800-9-WITH-IT. NFL week one is in the books which means PFF has data and grades for every single player who logged a snap last week. What can you get with a PFF subscription? All of PFF's locked article content, PFF's NFL and college football betting dashboards, our grade powered projections, cover probabilities, and betting values. Zero to 100 grades of every single player including the top rookies on every team. Player prop tool with which shows plus minus value for every NFL prop and so much more. Check out the highest graded players from week 1 and looks to find early value on spread picks and player props for week 2. Right. Definitely if you expect points to be scored, obviously we could see just One or two opportunities, that really takes only one decent-sized target, basically, at that point for Ingram. So I definitely like that. If you're shopping, obviously, look for the best line with that number. You could see some fluctuation with what you're getting in the market. Are there any unders that you like uh, throughout the game? I know we kind of like Sam Darnold, under 1.5 passing touchdowns, plus 113 price, kind of the main reason we like that one. Obviously, if Christian McCaffrey is heavily involved, they get out early. Do you think there's a chance that Sam Darnold potentially finishes under 1.5 passing touchdowns?
1: Yeah, I think that's definitely a possibility. Um, Another one that I like, although... You know, it's 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 only because of what 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 you're getting at, what what the odds you're getting at it here. But I think under uh, Terrace Marshall under two and a half because that's normally okay. very much to the plus side here. And you know, he's hit that number. He's been running a lot of routes, but in this sort of game, I just feel like if they get a decent lead early, he hasn't been quite as utilized. And DJ Moore has really been the guy. And then Robbie Anderson, you know, hasn't really been targeted that often either. So if they get him going a bit, they're just not quite enough to go around to all these different receivers in what. I suspect will be a low volume game. So Marshall's a guy that everyone seems to be in love with, uh, from what he did in the preseason. So I still think that there's some value in going under on that number. Yeah, I really like that one, actually. I think
0: that is a really good call out at this point. So let's move on. I know we talked a little bit about, you know, the popularity of certain players, those sorts of things. How are you seeing this matchup from a showdown slate? Is this, you know, another spot where we're going to see heavy defense rostered at this point in time? How are you approaching the quarterback position? What are your main thoughts, uh, you know, kind of in the captain spot at this point, Kevin?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, Christian McCaffrey is going to be the guy. He's probably going to have... Uh, you know, he's probably be rostered in 25 to 40% of lineups in this type of one. So, uh, you know, I, I'm not against doing that. Like I mentioned how much McCaffrey's bringing, not only on the ground, but through the air, he has that dominant share. But I do think that if you want to really play something, maybe not as a captive but in a flex spot, if you want to go with, uh, if you want to go with Chuba Hubbard, and say, maybe he'll get a lot of run in a blowout type of scenario. I think you want want to look at these extreme scenarios and to say, who are the guys who could benefit? And that's the thing. So I think Hubbard is interesting in that scenario. I mean, maybe even as a captain, if he can get a couple of touchdowns in a weird sort of scenario, again, I mentioned David Johnson a couple of times, but he is the least expensive of the top three running backs uh, for the, for the Texans. So he's a guy that you could look at there. And as far as defense is concerned, you know, the Panthers defense, I think, is going to be a little bit over rostered, but the Texans defense, again, you know, they haven't right. been as that bad. They really haven't been that bad. I mean, I know they weren't great against the Browns, but they're moving around a bit. They forced a fumble. They got an interception. And in this sort of game, like I said, Darnold has a higher chance for some sort of weird play, which leads to a pick six or something like that. So I think right. the Texans defense is another one that I would actually lean there to go contrarian. And of course, Davis Mills, I'm always saying you should put these guys in a flex spot when Basically, no one will draft them at quarterback right. just because they're going to have the right. opportunity. They don't have, you know, Deshaun Watts is not going to be the backup. I guess their backup is going to be Jeff Driscoll, who who knows? Maybe he'll get in the game at some point, but they don't have a lot there uh, to look to yank him, even if they get down early yeah definitely I really like that actually I do like the Chubba Chubber Hubbard comment quite a
0: bit as well right I mean there's a number of reasons or situations where he could potentially pay off as you know with the only person having him at that point in time in some of these contests so I like that angle obviously him being really cheap allows you to fit in basically everybody else you possibly want to on this slate so I do think uh, that is kind of you know a viable play if you think it's going to be you know less roster than what should be at that point in time so I definitely like that one as well I do agree with you obviously the decision comes down what you're going to do with Christian McCaffrey or not how you're going to approach him obviously is going to be um, reflective of how you actually perform in that contest so I definitely you know think I don't know if I'm going to squeeze in the defenses tonight. I do think it's going to be uh, a game that goes over and it's going to be a spot where you want, you know, a couple of these ulterior, maybe it's the running backs tonight, you know, with David Johnson, those sorts of situations. But I do think that's a spot where we could see some secondary running backs paying off uh, on the DraftKings showdown slate. So we will see uh, coming up Thursday night. Make sure you check out everything we got on PFF Greenlight. Check out Kevin's great article. Get all the latest visualizations for those showdown slates. Check out the player props tool and everything else that PFF has to offer. From Ben Brown, joined by Kevin Cole. We appreciate you guys listening to the PFF Betting Podcast.